We come before your presence, thanking you for the privilege to pray for your people. One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty, the beauty of the Lord, and to inquire in his temple. Oh, Father God, we thank you, Lord God, for life, health, and strength. Thank you for a brand new day in a brand new year. We ask, Lord God, that you fill this place with your presence. Bless your people. Let those who need to be recharged be recharged. Let those that need to be restored be restored. Save souls today, Lord God. Let them join the family of God today, Lord God. Bless these singers behind me, Lord God. Let their voices usher in your presence. Let their voices also declare your truth. Lord God, we thank you, Lord God, for all of our ushers, all of our deacons, all of our greeters, Lord God. Use them, Lord God, to usher your people into your presence. Thank you, Lord God, for all of our musicians, Lord God. Let them play instruments, songs of Zion. Let them sing unto you, Lord God, with the strings, Lord God, and with the keys, Lord God. Bless our pastor right now, Father. Strengthen him, Lord God. Stand up in them, Lord God. Use his mouth, Lord God, as an instrument to preach, Lord God, the acceptable year of the Lord and to set the captives free. Lord God, we thank you, Lord God, for anointing him and for crowning his head with the oil of joy for the spirit of heaviness, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, for how you're going to meet every need, how you're going to bless our coming in and our going out. Thank you, Lord God, for how you're going to set the crooked straight, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, and praise you for all the wonderful things you're going to do today, Lord God. We thank you and give you praise in Jesus' glorious name. Amen. Good morning, Resurrection. Okay, I'm going to try that again. This is the first Sunday of 2024. Good morning, Resurrection. All right, the third time's a charm. Good morning, Resurrection. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we ought to rejoice and be glad in it. Anybody just glad to be in the house of the Lord one more time? Anybody glad to be in the land of the living? You ought to thank God in this place. You ought to give God praise. Even if you don't feel like it, you ought to give him praise because he is worthy of all praise and all honor and all glory. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You ought to look at somebody and say, it's good to see you this year. It's good to see you this year, this year. It's a new year. It's a new year. Everybody looks good. We Amen. People are still coming in. We thank God for each and every person that comes in. Those who are coming in this first Sunday of 2024. What a blessed time that we have in store. We are going to praise the Lord on today. Anybody just have a praise that they just been waiting all week to get out? Come on, y'all. Anybody got a praise that you need to get out? Listen, listen, listen. I don't know about you. Listen, I listen. I don't. It don't even matter. You anybody got a? It don't even matter what my neighbor. Okay, y'all. Listen, I had to. 
So yesterday I had to fly to Dallas real quick. My daughter-in-law who is pregnant with my first grandchild. Amen. There's some, there's little scare that she had and everything like that. And so I had to fly. I got on that plane and I flew to Dallas and I was like, I'm going to be back to, to make sure I support my pastor. But if, if there was something that came up, then somebody else could have covered it. And, uh, but I just wanted to thank God because he kept me just to hop on that plane, go check on my daughter-in-law, love on her, love on my son, got back on the plane, hop back. Listen, we ought to just thank God for things that we take for granted. We take, take a lot for granted. And just to see the smile on her face and my son's face, just when the father showed up, okay, there's a word in there. I'm just saying, is there anybody here who's glad that the father showed up? He showed up this morning. He woke you up this morning. He started to, the father showed up on this first Sunday of 2024. The father showed up. Anybody want to celebrate God in this place that the father showed up? to do. We have a whole lot to do, but praising the Lord is always applicable, and we thank God for that. Listen, we have three candidates for baptism on this morning. Come on, we can do better than that. We have three candidates for baptism this morning, this morning. Before we do that, if you are someone that is with us for the first time, we thank God for you again, even as people continue to come into this worship experience. Maybe you're in an overflow or you're online. We greet you on behalf of our pastor, Pastor Ray Brown. We do bring you greetings on today. And uh, we, we just want you to just loosen up even if you're at home, just loosen up. Even if you're in your robe, you still got your scarf on. Whip that scarf off and just praise the Lord on today. We're we going to praise the Lord today. Amen. We're going to praise the Lord on today. As we celebrate these three baptismal candidates that are coming on today, let's thank God for them and get our minds ready to celebrate our new sisters in Christ. Spirit.
the church. We are happy to baptize you, Legacy Lee, in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Spirit. Listen, today, today also begins our 21 days of prayer, our 21 days of corporate prayer. We stand in the need of prayer. Amen. Amen. Anybody stand in the need of prayer? Amen. Amen. And today begins our 21 days of prayer. You can even take out your phone even right now. We have a, an originally written devotional that accompanies each of these 21 days. Uh, it was written by your fellow members and friends, and, uh, and so we want to encourage you to take the time. We're going to leave that up, give you opportunity to QR code, but it is also on the website. It is also on the church website. We do not have hard copies. We want everybody to, to go on your phone, have it on your mobile device, so that you have that thing with you everywhere you go everywhere you go and again it's on the website as soon as you pull up our church website it pops right up and you will be able to click on that and be able to follow along each day each day 21 days of prayer turn to your neighbor and ask your neighbor what are you praying for this year what are you praying for this year this year 
The reason I had you do that, because the theme or the title of our devotional is It's Already Done. It's already done. Do you believe that? Anybody in here already believe, you believe that whatever it is that you're praying to God for, it's already done. I, I just mentioned to you all about the scare, but I am praying that I'm going to have a healthy, wonderful, beautiful granddaughter, that she's going to be healthy and strong. It's already done. The Lord is already moving. Anybody else? Anybody else just want to wave your hand? Whatever it, the job you're looking for, it's already done. The, the relationship you're looking for, it's already done. The Lord is already moving on your behalf. It's already done. It's already done. It's already done. Amen. Amen. We thank God for each and every one of you. Listen, we want to also just make sure that we recognize and acknowledge our pastor, um, if he was out here, we would, we would pray for him right now. I will um, do that later on. But we want to make sure that we pray for him. Pray for Stide. Amen. Amen. We're praying for you, brother, in the loss of their mother. And we are praying for them. The funeral will be next Sunday at 6 p.m. at True Vision. And we want to make sure that we support our pastor and our brother, Aristide. Um, they are here serving and and we recognize and know that there's a tremendous legacy in the Brown family. And so we thank God for them. But we want to pray for our pastor that God will give him the strength to get up here and preach the gospel. Uh, that's what he has chosen to, to follow God's lead on that. And we want to make sure we lift him up in prayer. Amen. So before he even comes out, I'm saying this to you. I'm saying this to us. Let's help him to preach. Let's help him to preach. Amen. Through our prayers, through our supports, and our, our amens, our amens, we thank God for, for that. Listen, I'm going to move out the way. I've been up here a long time. I'm going to move out the way. The praise team is coming. This is the greatest praise team this side of heaven. We thank God for them. Anybody ready to worship? I said, anybody ready to worship? If you're ready to worship, if you don't mind standing to your feet, and let's go along with this praise team as we go unto the Lord through our worship. Come on, praise team. This first Sunday of 2024, we've come to declare that he is all we need. And because he's all we
everybody in every room, no music. just bow your heads with us one for one moment close your eyes amen bow your head amen god bless you good to see you the building is filled young people are upstairs there are people in the overflow room you're here people are watching online god is able to keep us and we're gathering we're in the place amen we in the right place at the right time let's go to god father in the name of jesus we thank you for 2023 it's gone now and so on this first Sunday of 2024, we give you our first praise of the year together collectively as a church. We pray right now, God, that we would feel your presence. And uh, as we feel your presence, that we would recognize and hear your voice. Speak to us, our hearts, help us to be centered. Whatever needs to be left behind, let's leave it behind. Whatever we need to reach forward to, help us to reach, hold, and grab it. In fact, we decree and declare right now that there's going to be more in 24. More love, more mercy, more grace, more devotion, more prayer, more praise, more worship. Mm. In the name of Jesus, more family, more influence, more territory. We want to advance the kingdom of gender even more in 24. And now we say thank you in advance. Uh, we give you praise, we give you honor, we give you glory. Anoint us for the preaching moment now. Let the words of our mouth, the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, our strength and redeemer. In Jesus' name we pray. Let every heart say amen. Say amen. amen. 
Come on, say amen one more time. Give your God a great big hand of praise. Amen. You may be seated for just one moment real quickly. Amen. Just real quickly. You may be seated for just one moment. We do want to recognize Kiana Latrice Holbrook. Where are you at, Kiana? Where's Kiana at? Okay. Amen. So those people over there know what they're clapping about. So let me help y'all. She's obtained her doctorate in chemistry. Hold on. I ain't done yet. From UTEP. Amen. Hold on. This is going to make you really shout. She is the first in, in, at UTEP. She is the first African-American woman to graduate with a PhD in chemistry from that school. Amen. Amen. Kiana. First of all, the PhD program by itself, no matter what it's in, is a hill to climb. And then all the other obstacles that you had against you, God allowed the gifts that he gave you um, to not, he allowed nothing. He helped you to make sure that there were no obstacles that would keep, keep you from getting what you got. And we celebrate you. You celebrate the Lord. And guess what? The best is still yet to come. God bless you, Kiana. Congratulations. Amen. Amen. You better learn how to celebrate somebody's success. Because you do know when they're blessed. First of all, I don't even want to be by ble on people who are not blessed. I'm, I'm sorry. If you hang around trifling people. And I didn't even intend to talk like that today. If you want to be blessed, hang around blessed people. You need to tell your children that. Amen. 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 You, you hang around broke people if you want to. Amen. I mean, it's one thing to be broke by yourself, but when two broke people together, that's, that's not a good look. Amen. Somebody ought to say, amen. I got my word today. Amen. <laughs> I'm going to preach about that this year sometime. Amen. Amen. But can I just say real quickly, Happy New Year to everybody. Happy New Year. Amen. I want to thank this church. So many of you have texted. Uh, and many of you, thank you for not overwhelming me too much with phone calls and stuff. But um, I could not respond to every text. I know you know that, but you've sent your love. I feel your love. You know that our family experienced the loss of our mother. And um, our church's True Vision Resurrection, and really the whole city and all across the nation, people reached out to me that I didn't even know, um, still knew my number, my contacts, even some of my enemies even called me up. <laughs> and so we praise God for that. Amen. Amen. <laughs> um, amen. Put them in another category, but amen. Um, you have really helped us to, to be able to celebrate um, her life. That's what we do. Amen. We celebrate. Grieving is a real strange thing. I can't tell you how strange it is, but you've been there. You know. You never know how you're going to feel until that moment hits you. And um, I have my moments. Amen. I have my moments. Um, 
And so if I seem aloof, if I seem a little withdrawn, it's because I'm still processing. Um, you got to remember, um, the Lord gave me my mother uh, for almost 60 years. And um, she lived to be, she lived to be 88, 89 this year. Amen. Come on, give God praise. Amen. Um, and um, to be able to have our family to come, you know, family coming together. Um, I know that they would be proud of how we have done things. Um, uh, my mom and my dad took care of everything. All we had to do is walk in there and just sign papers. And I need to encourage you to do the same thing with you and your family. Amen. Um, and they prepared us for this moment. I um, don't want to talk about it no more because I know me. Amen. My eyes will start sweating. Amen. And, um, but there is a word from the Lord. Why don't you stand on your feet as we prepare to go to the word of God. Listen, this year, our theme for our church is advancing the kingdom agenda. Say advancing the kingdom agenda. As you live your life this year, even if you're not a member of this church, as you live your life this year, God has called you to advance the kingdom agenda. Are you hearing me? Everything that you have, every gift that you have is to advance the kingdom of, uh, agenda. And I want to share with you a word from the book of the prophet Isaiah, chapter 43. One of my favorite verses. One of my, it's actually been a theme of my life. Isaiah chapter 43. And I want to read into your hearing verses 18 and 19 from the New King James Version of the Bible. Give me just a little bit more monitor. Just a little bit more. Listen for a word from God. Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now, say now. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The word of God for the people of God. Praise be to God. You may be seated. I want to tag this text with this title today. It's all ahead of me. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, it's all ahead of me. Turn to another neighbor and say, neighbor, did y'all hear our conversation? She told me, or he told me, it's all ahead of me. My greatest year, my happiest moments, my most elevated days, my ultimate times, my best weeks, my highest aspirations, my deepest revelations, and my noblest achievements are not behind me or even around me. They are all behind me. They are all ahead of me. There is no future, hear me when I say this, in the past. Life is never found in looking back, but looking ahead. And so learn from yesterday, live for today, but hope for tomorrow. 
For no matter how painful your past or how impoverished your present, God has an incredible future just lined up just for you. Even if you've suffered loss, setback, betrayal, denial, disappointment, I came to preach in this moment for the sole purpose of encouraging somebody. I couldn't wait to get here to tell somebody who perhaps has lost everything to remember that when you are down to nothing, God is up to something. And hear me when I say this, that what God has for you is not behind you. It's not beside you, it's not around you. What God has for you is all ahead of you. And that's why you can't give up today. You can't quit tomorrow. You can't resign next week because God still has a blessing with your name on it. Did you hear what I said? God has a blessing with your name on it and it's all ahead of you. It's in your future. Today, right now, hear me when I say that God is calling each of us forward in faith because God not only has permitted your past and provided your present, but he has intimately and personally designed a future for you, your family, uh, the congregation that you are a part of. You have a past, but you're not a prisoner of it. You have a present, but you're not married to it. You've made some mistakes, you've had some failures, but get this, your failures obviously have not been fatal or final. God is not concerned about where you've been, but where you're going. Can I get a witness right there? Because that's why decisions about your future will always be much more important than anything that has happened in your past. Yogi Berra, that great New York Yankee once said of a young baseball player, his future is ahead of him. How tragic it is, y'all, that so many people think they have no tomorrow because of a yesterday. Sunday, last Sunday, we talked about uh, from uh, that African apostle, that articulate African apostle, Paul, uh, as he was writing to the church at Philippi, urged him with the words, forgetting that which is behind and reaching forward to that which is before. I need about 20 people to make this proclamation with me that it's all ahead of me. Oh, I got about 75, maybe 100. Can I get another 90? Say, it's all ahead of me. Because hear me when I say faith, y'all, is believing that the not yet which God is calling you is better than the right now and even better than your back then. It's stepping forward in faith uh, that requires believing that as good or as bad as your present or past may have been, your future is still preferable to both. The best is still yet to come. Hear me when I say that what God has for your tomorrow is better than what God gave you yesterday. There is more to be enjoyed, more to be used, more to be acquired, more to be attained, more to be achieved, more to be conquered, more to be realized, more to be gained, more ahead of you than there was behind you in the past or beside you in the present. 
And I think that the prophet Isaiah was trying to address in this text that we're teaching from today that uh, there's a sacred challenge and some intentional steps that we must uh, take to move into a fortuitous future that God has promised and is placing before us, not just for ourselves, but also for our descendants that will follow us. And the choice that we have before us is to focus on what's ahead. And it's a challenge to reimagine and reorient yourself. Hear me when I say that. You got to do that based on a sense of who you were created to be, what you long to see take place, and what you believe is possible by the power of God. The notion of focusing on what's ahead is not just a collective consideration, but it's also an individual one. And that's why it's important that as even as I speak, that there are people, I believe, in this church right now who may be in the overflow room in here or wherever you are listening online who are struggling to imagine it because of the disruption, the disappointment, the despair, the discouragement in the past, uh, crisis, circumstance, and chaos uh, perhaps has pummeled you over the last year with such gravity that, and such impact that you secretly feel like Humpty Dumpty. Like all the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put you back together again. But if I'm stirring your Kool-Aid, if I'm barking up your tree, keep looking straight because I got a word for you and it's found in our text for today. Do you want to hear it? Can I bless you real quickly because this blessed me because to the prophet Isaiah, God speaks a word to God's people and understand these people who God is speaking to are people who have suffered disruption and devastation, discouragement and despair as they struggle through Babylonian exile. These people, uh, can I give you the background before I give you the breakdown? Their city, Jerusalem, here we are still in Jerusalem had been reduced to rubble. The sacred temple had been ransacked, the best and the brightest. Even back then were carted off from their culture and community and, and, and to captivity, forced into Babylonian immersion programs that was designed to destroy their sense of cultural and spiritual identity. So distraught in their displacement that the Babylonians had the nerve to urge them to sing some Hebrew hymns and they responded, how can we sing the Lord's song in a strange land. Y'all need to read the Bible. And in the midst of their moping misery, God positioned a prophet. You ought to say God always has a word. In the midst of all that, God positioned a prophet, one by the name of Isaiah, to speak comfort in the center of their confusion. And he called them to a posture of reimagination, reorientation, and reconstruction, a reset. Because notice, if you will, that on the onset of this uh, proclamation of Isaiah 43, God does not begin by talking about the people, but rather God begins with a word about God's self. God shows his resume. God is, okay, God begins not describing and depicting where they were, but rather providing divine reference to what God had already done. 
for God is the one who created them. God is the one who formed them. God is the one who called them by their name. God is the one who predicted what he would do and then he did what he said he would do. God is the one who exists from everlasting to everlasting. He, he is the one who was, is, and shall ever be. God is the one who existed before the beginning began and will continue when the ending ends. God is Yahweh. God is Jehovah. God is the I am, I am. God is ever evolving in relationship to our needs so that at the time we figure out what it is that we need, God says, I am that. God is the Holy One. God is distinctly different from all others. God is creator, the one who shapes, the one who forms, the one who initiates. God had brought them into existence by divine fiat. Too big of a word. Let there be, and there was. God spoke their beginning. God spoke in their brokenness, and now God spoke to their building towards what is coming. The future is coming. Somebody needs to grab that real quickly. Somebody ought to just shout, my future is coming. And it's coming for them, not by any human initiative, but by God's divine arrangement. That is to say that God is the one who makes things happen. Boy, I feel like preaching this today. Somebody ought to say that after me. He makes things happen. Go on and tap your neighbor and say, I know he makes things happen. God had authored their start. And now God in Isaiah 43 is reminding them of God's ability to restart. Okay, that was the shout, but let me break it down for you. Don't miss it, what I just said. Somebody hearing me right now, it's good news and here's why. The same God that authored your creation is the same one who can co-sign your comeback. Okay. God revisits for them the divine resume, reminding them what God had already accomplished. Every now and then, you need to just remember what God has already done. You, you're so depressed on where you are, you forgot what God had already done. God reminds them by the grace of God that they walk through wet places on dry ground with, while the same God caused complete confusion among the armies of Egypt such that the same waters that Israel was delivered through, Pharaoh and his army perished in. Y'all missed it, so let me explain it like this. Uh, that what was deliverance for them was destruction for their enemies. And we derive this reality, y'all, as we look forward to what is yet ahead of us, that we should always, hear me when I say this, if you want to move forward into the future, you got to start with God. Say, start with God. Okay, I said all that to get to that first part. Let me, let me, let me, let me explain what I'm saying. Because as we look individually and collectively forward and anticipation of the future, we've got to focus our, fix our focus on who God is. Not on who you are. Have you noticed that among believers we become kind of selfish? It's, our testimony is all about us and what God going to do for who, we, we got to concentrate on who he is. Okay. Not who you are, who you want to be, who you think you are, but on who God is and what God has already done. 
And any notions we have had, y'all, of reimagining, rebuilding, and reconstructing our lives forward into the future must have God as the starting point. God is your beginning. God called you. God claimed you. He knew you before you knew who you were. On the onset and origin of the life that you now lead, uh, God was in and with you. Before you were ever conscious of God, God already involved you. Come here for just a moment because I got to share this with you. You began with God in eternity. He just released you into time. You are not a human being having an eternal experience. You are an eternal being having a human experience. Your existence will outlast your experience. Y'all ain't even hearing me. God knew you when you were just a protoplasmic substance making your way up a fallopian tube in the intimacy of your mother's womb. God watched you in utero. God stitched you together in the darkness of your genetic development. You were seen by God before you were ever seen by anybody else. All your days were recorded in God's journal before one day you ever lived. And I'm suggesting today, I'm stating today, I'm emphasizing today that your start and my start ought to begin with God. Can I get a witness here? Before we could imagine anything, God had already imagined everything for our lives. Before we ever took one step, God had already ordered all of our steps as they should be. God saw every possibility that our lives could ever contain and how he would use everything, including the surprises, including the stops, including the stumbles, including the, the, the mistakes to make us into the person that God imagined us that we would be. Even he first thought of us. That's why God is not just the author of your start. God is the composer of every restart you will ever have. He's the author of your start. He's the author of your start. He, he, he's the author. He, he knows what you should be and, and, and who you were created to be. He's the author. And that's why he's able to take every mistake, every misstep, every mishap, every misfortune, every misdemeanor and use it for his glory and your good. God, y'all, God is so great that God will use your step away and as a step towards, somebody ought to shout right there. The capacity, y'all, to envision a future where you rise from the rebel and shine like the stars is not the result of your sheer intellect. You are not that spiritual. You are not that saved. You are not that holy. You are not where you are as a result of human will, but by the power to reimagine your life at any level or to reorient yourself beyond the rubble of your present moment comes from God who knows where and what every piece of the rubble is, where it came from and how it fits in the framing of your future. And guess what, y'all? I'm gonna put it like this. It's all working together. Can I get somebody to help me say that? Say it's all working together. He knows 
every thought. He knows every feeling. He knows every ambition. He knows every aspiration, every desire, every broken dream, every last hope, every frustrating vision, every bit of disappointment. God knows how they fit. God knows where they fit. God knows with whom it fits and when they'll fit. Why? Because God initiated your life in the first place. My life is not my own. To him I belong. God initiated the dream, the vision, the aspiration, the hope. It didn't begin with you. It began with God. God gave them to you. And because he gave them to you, they had their start with God. Their start was with God. And if their start was with God, their restart is with God. Y'all, y'all making me preach a lot hard. Give me that, give me that towel. I see right now. I'm a, their start was with God. Your restart is with God. And there's somebody right now in this building who can testify that when your life was shattered, when your dreams seemed destroyed and you couldn't even imagine yourself getting back up, somehow he picked you up. Can I get some real folk here? That somehow God stood you on your feet again. And it was not the result of your imagination, but it was because God had already imagined it for you. Listen, hear me well. The capacity to conceive a future that's brighter than your past and better than your present is based on the fact of God having already decided it and declared it. And here's the declaration for today. Your ladder will be greater than your past. Can I get some help here? We don't know, we can't see who we are tomorrow, but God already knows who we will be before we ever arrive. We see ourselves in the past and in the present, but God sees us in terms of potential and possibility. Everything that happens to us and in us and around us is designed to show us a little bit more of what God already knows about us. And that's why, my friends, when we find ourselves in distress and under duress and in anxiety, under attack, and we get through it and come out of it, we see ourselves in new ways. But it's not new to God. God already saw you coming through. All the stuff you came through, God already saw that. God already knew what you would gain out of it. God already knew what you would acquire in it. God already knew you would survive. He already knew what you would learn. He already knew that the battle wouldn't break you and that the stress wouldn't kill you. God already, who am I talking to right now? He had already, he already knew. Somebody right now is reimagining who they could be. And what they could be and what they could achieve. And, and what you got to understand is that while you are seeing it partially, God sees it completely. Even though you didn't imagine yourself being where you are right now. Some of y'all didn't imagine yourselves being in church first Sunday of the year. You didn't imagine yourself being as prayerful and peaceful and purposeful and powerful as you have become. But God did. 
and that's why every time your back is against the wall and, and you, you didn't know how or if you were going to get through, God was the one who downloaded an idea, a way, a response, an answer that took you through whatever you were going through because God already knows who you can be and what you can be and what you can do. And that's why whenever you see an obstacle, you should immediately shout because you can start looking at an opportunity. Y'all do know something about that, don't you? God can and he does use obstacles to bring us closer to where God knows you need to be. Y'all ain't hearing me. I believe this in my heart, y'all, that sometimes God allows us to go through things, to experience what I call a little divine discomfort, to push us to our prayer closet. Some of y'all don't pray like you should pray, and so God sometimes has to bring the fences down to get you to see just how many blessings you've been taking for granted. God has blessed you and every now and then he has to remind you, you didn't get what you got on your own. I was the one that gave it to you. And every now and then he will allow the hedges to come down so you can get a greater appreciation and remind us that despite your own capacity, you still need the Lord. You ain't that smart, you ain't that gifted, you ain't that talented. We need the Lord. Somebody ought to shout, yes we do. Yes we do. If you're looking forward to the future, and I am. If you believe that your best is still ahead of you, start with God. But also you got to make up your mind to stay with God. Look at your neighbor and say, stay with God. Come on, look at him one more time and say, that means be in that seat next Sunday. Amen. Y'all know it ain't how you start. Start with God, but look at the text, because I got some text. Look, immediately in Isaiah 43, following God's reference to his background, there's a complication in the text. Okay? After God reveals his background, there's a complication in the text. The Hebrews are urged to remember how God delivered them out of bondage through the Red Sea, across the wilderness. But then all of a sudden, their memory is discomposed when the prophet declares, speaking for God, and he says, forget that. I tried to bring it as elementary as I could. <sighs> wait, wait, didn't you just tell us to remember? God brought us through the sea to remember how God delivered us from Pharaoh. Weren't we, we not supposed to survive, but we did? Shouldn't we remember? Shouldn't we rejoice? Shouldn't we set up a memorial? Shouldn't we tell our children? Shouldn't we put a praise right there? Yes, but the prophet says, Forget all that for now. Y'all, that's a complication. It's all in the same text. Are y'all listening to me? How can you forget the doors that God has opened and the ways that God has made and the battles that God has fought, the bills that God has paid? 
the sick that his hands have healed. It's a complication, y'all. But the text says, forget all that. Can I talk to you real quickly? This is not a call for holy amnesia, y'all. Or trying to reformulate or reformat the facts. We live in a time where there are all kind of facts. And he ain't saying change the facts. But rather forgetting here simply means just stop talking about it. Stop reciting and repeating and rehearsing. Stop living in your memory and start living in your imagination. Okay, let me help you here. Let me help you here. You and I act on what we talk about. Did you hear what I said? You and I act on what we talk about, and that's why it's important that you monitor your mouth. We act on what we talk about, and so if you only talk about the past, that's where you always live. Man, I remember when I was in my 20s, and you 72 years old wearing skinny jeans. We act on what we constantly talk about. And God says to them, he says to us, stop talking about that. It was good. It was great. It was grand. Some major things happened. But that was then. This is now. What has happened is not the blueprint for what's about to happen. What God has before you is greater and better than everything that's behind you. Can I get some help here? So don't look at what was as an indication of what will be. Are y'all hearing me? You can't measure what God is about to build based, upon the, based on the blueprint of what God previously built. Can I help you real quickly? Because uh, a few summers ago, I discovered that they just don't make air conditioners like they used to. Seemed like, you know, when I was growing up, air conditioning lasts forever. Maybe I just didn't, maybe I didn't know when they replaced it. My HVAC unit had to be replaced. And it's hard to live in San Antonio, Texas in the summertime without your HVAC. That's, how, that's what we call it now. HVAC. Heating, ventilation, air conditioning unit. The air conditioner was old, I guess. It functioned well for many years, but it needed to be, it died. And so rather than them fixing it, they said, we're gonna have to replace it. And they ordered a new one. But I immediately noticed that the new one was different. It was a different size, a different color, a different shape than the old one. So I just asked real quick, is this the right one? Because it doesn't look like the old one. And the service tech quickly replied, he said, it looks different because it has new materials. There are new specifications and new efficiency. It's going to now use half the power that the old one did. It's going to cost you annually half as much but it's going to give you twice as much air when you need it the most. 
I don't know who I'm preaching to right now, but the Lord told me to tell you this year, 2024, God is installing something new in your life. God ain't trying to make you who you used to be. God is committed into making you into who you've never been. If you grab that right now, just say, that's my word, that's my word. He told me to tell you, you can seize the future, but you can't seize it by trying to replicate your past. The blueprint is different because God is doing something different. He says it in his word, I'm doing a new thing. Shout and say new thing. God says, I dried, that's past tense, up the Red Sea. God is saying my old work was drying up water. My old work was making dry ground, but I'm about to dispense water. I'm about to make wet places. Y'all, it's in the text. He said, my old work was to bring dry ground to wet places. But my new work is to turn dry places into wet ground. Y'all don't even know when to shout. In the text, he says, I will create rivers in dry wasteland. Because before y'all, God took people out who stood in the way of Israel's blessings. I mean, literally, God would just wipe them out. But in verse 20, he says, the wild animals in the field will thank me. God says this time, I don't have to take them out. I'm going to bless them by blessing you. Okay, y'all, y'all missed that. Somebody sitting next to somebody who is blessed. This is why you should never hate on people who are blessed. Because God says, I'm going to bless them by blessing you. I, I told you, you got to be careful who you hang around with. If you, if you hang around blessed folk, it may, it, y'all going to make me read the Bible, ain't y'all? <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to, even the animals in the fields will think, I'm going to bless them. I'm going to bless that which opposes you. I'm going to make it bless me. You ought to call your enemies while I'm preaching right now and tell them you need to go ahead and shout because God is going to bless you because he's blessing me. It says it in the Bible, God prepares a table. Y'all read that. In the presence of your, and then he'll anoint your head with oil, but guess what, your cup run. You, you don't have, listen, some of y'all are being blessed, not because God was blessing you. Something just spilled over on you. You ought to thank God for the folk that God is blessing. Start. I'm helping you for 24. Start with God. Stay with God. God has a blueprint for your blessing. He has a blueprint. He has, listen, 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 listen. I got a chance to go see the color purple. I wasn't going to go. But the women's ministry was going to go, and I thought it was just right for the pastor to support the women's ministry. Just the best, best way I could just show my appreciation for what they were doing. I was the only man there. Around all the women in the men, women's ministry. And I wanted to minister to all the women in the men, women's ministry. Because they were going to see my favorite show. The color purple. Listen, 
listen, listen. The movie's one thing, the book is another thing, but there's a story there. And I am a old school color purple, Whoopi Goldberg. Hoppo. All my life. Somebody ain't seen it. I, you still looking at me like, I had to fight my. <laughs> don't you do it. Don't you do it. When I say ain't you, I know there was a God. Pray for me. <laughs> That's all the old script. So when we got there, there was a new script. New actors, new directors. I mean, the cast was superb professionals. They sung, they danced. Y'all, those folk lit up the screen, but the new script wasn't like the old script. Some people think that it's not good because it's a new script. And I came to tell you, don't read the old script when God is creating a new scene. So somebody ought to shout right now, new episode, new episode. And if you've been watching, if you, if you got any favorite series that you've been watching on Netflix or Prime, Amazon Prime or anything, you know something about new episodes and new seasons. There's a new, God told me to tell you, there's a new episode that's coming for you. There, there's a new scene that's being drafted for you and drafted for your life. The old one was good. The old one was great. The old one was grand. The old one was exciting. But this new season, God is creating a new season in this new season and I know there's at least one or two sisters who can testify had I known that God was about to bring me Denzel I would have left Bullwinkle alone a long time ago there's a new season a new scene for you. Y'all need to grab that. And so God is calling us. He's calling us to tear up the script. Tear up the old script. Can I tell you what the old script, your old responses. He's saying tear up your old attitude. Tear up the old approach. Tear up the old stuff that some people that left God ain't never bringing back. In fact, some people that left you, let them leave. And I, I, I'm going to go for You need to help some folk leave. Because they were last season. They ain't part of your drama no more. They're not in this part of the episode. Stop looking for God to make it like it was when God is trying to make it like it should be. God says, God says if I wanted to be that, it would have been that. It would still be that, but, 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 but the reason it ain't that is because that season is over. That scene is done. Tear up the script. Tear it up. Go on and shout. Tear it up. Tear it up. God's got something new. I'm just about through. Start with God. Because it's all ahead of you. Stay with God. Because it's all ahead of you. But here's my last one right here. You got to learn how to shift with God. 
Because God says, I'm doing something new. I'm doing a new thing. I'm, 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 I'm initiating something new, something you've never seen before. Can I tell you something? <laughs> no matter what God has done, God is still about to blow your mind. God says, what I'm about to do won't come from anything that is. It's going to come from my creative imagination. Because when you look at that, that word, never, something you've never seen before, it, doesn't ref, it, it does not refer to the material or the novelty of what has already been created. He's going to do something completely different. He's, what he's about to do is a reflection of Genesis 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. How did he do it? God spoke everything into being. When there was nothing and nobody but God, it started in God's imagination and was ushered in by God's word and then accompanied by God's grace. And what God is saying to you, resurrection, what God is saying to everybody who's listening to me, he says, forget because what I'm about to do will not have any reference to what I've already done. You won't be able to point backwards to any reference. You won't be able to point backward. What you're going to, what I'm about to do, you're going to have to point forward. That what God is about to do and what he's about to bring, what he's about to make happen will not be based on what has taken place before. It will be a manifestation of what God had in mind when God first created. Are you hearing me? And if you're going to receive it, if you're going to be able to shift with God, what God is about to do, hear me well, is so new, it's so novel that when it happens, the only testimony that you're going to have is that God did it. I'm preaching to myself. Because it's so hard for you to conceive right now. You, you, when, when God does it, the only thing you're going to be able to say is, God worked it. Okay, y'all still got it. It's going to be so unbelievable that when somebody asks you, how did that come to pass? You're going to say, God made it happen. It, it, you can't even put word. You're going to have to say, God brought it to pass. And why is God going to do it this way? I'm still in the text. Verse 21. God says this in that, in that chapter, in that book. I'm making you for myself. And someday, say someday, you will honor me in front of the whole world. I'm through preaching. God bless you. I hope you were really blessed by that. But hear me when I say God is making us for God's glory. You didn't come here to get your praise on and to get your entertainment. God is making us for God's honor. All of this is for God's joy. It's for God's praise. God makes every day. But hear me when I say that God also makes a day called someday. And that's good news for somebody that God has a day called someday. God says they will honor me someday in front of the whole world. That someday they will honor me. Someday they will pray to me. Someday they'll trust me. Someday you'll reflect me. Someday you'll rejoice in me. 
someday you'll believe in me. Someday you'll try me. Someday you'll trust me. You'll praise me. You'll talk to me. Because God has a someday. Can I get a witness? And right from the very start, God created someday. He placed Adam and Eve in the garden and they had every blessing, every joy, and every benefit. They had everything they needed, but when tempted, they gave in and fell from grace. But God didn't give up on them because God still had a someday. Can I get a witness? Someday I'll redeem them. Someday I'll get them back. Someday I'm going to save them. Someday they'll be everything I created them to be. And then down through the centuries, all the way through 42 generations, God kept passing out some days. Noah got drunk, but God said someday he'll be sober. Abraham lied, but God said someday he'll tell the truth. Jacob schemed, but God said someday he'll be honest. Moses couldn't manage his temper, but God said someday he'll calm down. Gideon was a coward, but God said someday he'll have some courage. Can I get a witness? I ain't got time to call the roll, but he kept giving out some days until one day God sent his only begotten son. They called him Jesus. He came to love, heal and forgive. He lived and died to buy our pardon. You know the story. He was betrayed by a buddy, denied by a friend, forsaken by his family, beaten by the soldiers, mocked by the mob, condemned by Herod, nailed to a cross, pierced in the side, crown on his head, but God kept giving out some days. And so early after he died, Sunday morning, that was the day that God raised him up with all power in his hands. Didn't he do it? And then God gave him a name that's above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue confess. Thank you, Lord, for someday I'm standing here right now because of someday. Is there anybody here that's looking forward to someday? But someday the wicked will cease from troubling. Someday the weary will be at rest. Someday joy will come.
to flow a river someday right just like a mighty stream someday your burdens will be lifted your tears will be wiped your fears will be calmed your burdens will be moved and that's why I can't give up I won't give up I can't give over because sooner than later it's gonna turn in your favor hey hey I'm looking for the future it's all behind me but there's a lot ahead of me hey can you see it's all ahead it's all ahead hallelujah thank you Jesus give him praise in this place give him praise your resurrection stand on your feet wherever you are I hope you were blessed today and encouraged in some kind of way to look forward to your future that the best is ahead of you it's all ahead of you you know one thing I know about the future I've lived long enough to know the future can be scary that's why you don't want to do it without starting with God today is a good day to start with God isn't it it's a great day. A great day to start with God. Everybody who's in this building, stand on your feet. It starts with Jesus Christ. When you get God in the right place, everything else falls in the right place. You know, <laughs> the challenges of, of doing church are multiple because you got so many different people to minister to, seniors, which I will be a part of in about 10 years. <laughs> this, this is died, I just died this, amen. This is for the style right here. No, that's all natural. <laughs> You've got young adults, you got young people, you got children. You gotta minister to women, you gotta minister to men, you gotta minister to divorced people. You got to minister to bereaved people. You got to minister to people who just, just are struggling to get it together. That's a whole lot for one church. And yet, every, every, as I look around this audience right now, and I've been to the other campus, God has placed people in this church to get it all done. God may be calling you. God may be speaking to you. I know. We got Sunday morning to shout and sing and give God praise and all that, but that's the real work is when we give the benediction. There are people who are hurting in this place. There are people who are hurting outside these doors. And here's what the enemy is afraid of. You are an army. You are armed with faith. It knocks down Jericho walls. It shuts up the mouths of hungry lions. It defeats giants. Faith is a powerful tool. Do y'all believe we could get it done? That's how we can advance the kingdom agenda. Stop arguing with people about politics. 
folk got their mind made up, you ain't gonna change it. Our job is not to try to change people politically. Our job is to try to get them changed spiritually. Nicodemus asked the great question, what must I do to be saved? Hmm. You must be born again. Mm -mm -mm. That's it. How do I do that? ABCs. Admit that you need God. Okay, I got that one. What's next? Uh, let's be. Believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins. See, it don't matter what anybody else believes. Whenever they try to look at you, he died for me. When folk try to point out your stuff, he died for me. And on the third day, now watch this. He didn't stay dead, though. Don't keep him in the grave. He got up with all power in his hands. To justify and prove that. And guess what? His sacrifice is enough. Stop trying to sacrifice when he's already sacrificed. You don't have to put yourself on the cross when he already died on it. But we're not through yet. Then you got to confess it with your mouth. And do it right now. Every time we testify about the goodness of God, we're just making the confession all over again. How many of you all know that that's good for your soul? And if that's you today that don't know Christ, that's all you got to do to get saved. Put the number up on the screen. Put, put the, yeah. Here, here's another thing I found out about advancing the kingdom things have changed when God says he's doing a new thing he's doing a new thing we didn't used to put numbers up on the screen that's a new thing but whatever it takes to get you to connect with the body of Christ you could pull out a device right now and just text 830-689 text join to 830-689-8074 and you could connect with this church right now we'll call you we'll connect with you we'll help you to assimilate into this fellowship. We are so glad that you are here today. But just in case you old school and you just want to walk down the aisle and give your testimony. I'm used to doing it this way. We're not gonna, we're not gonna try to call you out or nothing like that. We want you to come down right now and say, Pastor, here I am. We want to connect with the church. My brother, my sister, you can come right now because sooner or later, it's gonna turn in your favor. Would you come? It's turning around. It's turning around for me. We want to receive you. We want to receive you. Come on, come on, come on. God bless you. I see you coming. Come on. Come on, you need to give God some praise. They're coming.
praise in this place. God bless you. Glory be to God. Amen. Thank you. God bless you. Can we give God another praise of appreciation? What a word we have heard today. We thank you. Pastor, as you go, if you all would just extend your hand towards our pastor, please. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for our pastor and for the word that was preached today. We ask now, Lord, that you would restore him, that you would refresh him, that you would cover him, that you would comfort him and his family and give him peace. Lord, as this week progresses, we ask, Lord, that he will, they will feel your presence. Thank you, God, for this man of God who has shown us how to give you glory and how to magnify you in spite of what we go through. It's all ahead of us, Lord, and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Amen, amen, amen. We have worshiped in prayer. We have worshiped in praise. We have worshiped in the preach word, and now we offer the presentation of our gifts. The presentation of our gifts. We've not done worshiping until we present our gifts and our offerings to God. Your giving enables us to share the word. It enables us to train, to disciple, to minister to the people who come in, the people who are working, the people outside of our walls in the community. It enables us to extend missions and to do the work of the kingdom. We are advancing the work of the kingdom, the agenda, right? Your giving enables us to do that. You can give today by texting PUSHPAY, text RBC1 to 77977, Follow the instructions there and give. You can give in the sanctuary as you exit, or you can do the old-fashioned mail-in, or you can come by and drop off your offerings during the week at the church's location. At this time, we're uh, hoping that as you entered that you received your elements. We are going to observe the the, the ordinance of communion. We, we did baptism earlier, and now we're going to observe communion. Those of you who are online, if you would gather your elements and participate with us. If you did not receive your elements, if you would wave your hand, and we will try to get those to you. We have some hands uh, who have not received the elements for communion. have some who have not received the elements for communion. They're coming at this time. As the ushers and deacons come to serve, uh, as we prepare to partake in this communion, we come humbly and we come confessing our sins. We recommit ourselves to Christ. And we're showing the world that we serve a risen Savior. We are remembering the sacrifice of Jesus. And by sharing in this communion together, 
we are showing the world that we are redeemed. If anybody asks you, tell them I am redeemed. Scripture tells us that on the night that Jesus was betrayed, that he took the bread. And when he had given thanks, he blessed it, he broke it, he said, this is my body, which is for you. Eat this in remembrance of me. And they did eat. In like manner, he took the cup. And he said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Drink it to remember me. be seated for a minute. We are going to present our baptism certificates. We're going to ask Pastor Cobbs and Minister Trelish if you would come forward to help present those certificates. We're going to ask our baptism, our newest members to come forward to receive your baptism certificate. Darian. Temperance. There we go. Here, Pastor. Oh, you got it. Amen. This certificate of baptism says this. This certifies that legacy, Lucille Lee, was baptized in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit, Sunday, January 7th, 2024, from Resurrection Baptist Church, where Ray Brown is the senior pastor. Look at that smile. Just amen, amen. Hope. This is Darian Clack. Did I say it right? Yeah. I said it right. Amen. Hey, praise the Lord. <laughs> How do you say your middle name? Lee. L Lee. All right. Darian Lee Clack, baptized in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Congratulations. And finally, we have Temperance Trend, baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's thank God for these three. Amen. Come on, y'all. Let's celebrate these three. Amen. We celebrate. Welcome to the family of God. Amen. Amen. That's it? That's it. Amen. Amen. Let's all stand to our feet. You may be seated. Let's all stand to our feet. We thank God again for the word that has gone forth. We thank God for all that has taken place. Again, the funeral for Mother Mary Brown will be Sunday, next Sunday at 6 p.m. 
at the True Vision Church. And so we encourage you, encourage you to make plans to support our pastor and to support Brother Aristide who, um, and the family, the Brown family. We certainly thank God for them. Keep them in your prayers, even throughout the week as they prepare to say farewell to their mom. Amen. Amen. And don't forget, don't forget the 21 days of prayer. 21 days of prayer starts today, starts today through the 27th. And we are going to pray believing that it is already done. It's already done. It's already done. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your grace, your mercy, your loving kindness. We pray that you will be with us as we dismiss from this place. Keep us in your care. We pray, Father God, for your perfect peace to just rest upon each and every one of us, but especially upon the Brown family, Lord God, as they go through this week. We pray that you would just help us to be a loving and supportive church and encourage our pastor and encourage the family. We thank you, Lord God, for all things that you are going to do this week. Keep us, bless us as only you can. Thank you for bringing us into 2024. Help us to make the most of every moment. In the glorious name of Jesus, we thank you and we praise you. Let every heart say amen. 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 Don't forget, if you need prayer, our prayer warriors are in the back. Please make your way to the back if you need prayer. Our prayer warriors are waiting.